world, this is Brother Ali. You're in the mix right now with BRL. What up, it's 360. Yeah, yeah, this is Nick Loopy from One Day Spit Syndicate. What's up, this is Slug from Atmosphere. When I'm not teaching your girlfriend how to play chess, I'm listening to Beats, Rhymes, and Life. When I'm called Tech Nine, I'm chicken it with my homeboy, Gavin Crashley on BRL. Son. Yeah, buddy, another BRL here on your podcast device laptop whatever you're listening to this on gav with you here for brl the podcast this is a bonus edition Woohoo! where i've um grabbed maybe the best interview i've ever conducted ever and it's purely purely the guest who made it the best ever graphic of clandestine has been one of my favorite mcs out of australia since 2001 Ever since I heard Cavalry on the Clandestine demo, I've been a Clandestine fanboy. And this interview is from 2016, but um, all of this is 100% still relevant today. Actually, probably even more relevant to me personally, due to the fact that um, the album Raw Intelligence and uh, the lead single from it is um, uh, all about uh, big business and mining and all that kind of stuff and I kind of work in mining these days so I uh, I know from both perspectives now how the uh, things work on the ground and uh, how um, graphic has uh, put together this project which is still available so uh, definitely go and cop this uh, ebook slash um, deep research into modern Australian culture really um, it is aged beautifully and it's a fantastic record I highly recommend it if you missed out on it in 2016 but uh, this is a BRL bonus episode and probably the best interview I've ever conducted because once again graphic just nails it um, it's a great conversation so enjoy bonus BRL with graphic of clandestine And now joining us on the phone is a man that I've been a fan of for years. He has just dropped a brand new record. It's called Raw Intelligence. It is an album with a difference. It's definitely a first in Australian hip-hop, might be the first in world hip-hop. We'll get his thoughts on this in just a sec, but Graphic, introduce yourself, sir. G'day, Gav. Um, Yeah, mate, what a uh, pleasure to uh, speak to you again. It's been a few years and just off air talking about the... um the, the old times at the studio, mate, so it's good to catch up with you again. Oh, the good old days. The good old days, but uh, we can reminisce later on yeah. about those. Uh, raw Intelligence, now, it, you just sort of, you've been working on this in the background for how long? Um, well, the idea has been, the concept has been around for a while in my head, yep. but um, in terms of penning the actual tracks and then doing the research, it would have been around 12 months to 18 months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... Oh, no, you keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, just from that point, once, um, you know, a few bars and, and topics and things were the um, were written down and then it was the research was the and the content was the biggest thing mm-hmm. and then actually turning that into a track and turning them into to verses and hooks and stuff came later mm-hmm. when when um, I started getting the beats off Shaker and then making the music side of it. But mm. the whole the whole content side was, was a good 
12, 18 months, I'd say, yeah. So in the research process, I'm kind of picturing a graphic sitting there at a desk late at night, reading books and just absorbing and putting little tags in the books and highlighting things mm. and bits and pieces like a novel. And yeah. it, this is kind of like a Australian hip-hop novel of sorts. It's You've got the ebook, which we'll get to in just a sec. So uh, yeah. in, in that research, like I know you're a, a heavy reader and you've got – um, mm. lots and lots of views on world politics and uh, Australian politics and government and how things run and everything. So, mm. um, and it's all pretty much expressed in this album. So go and buy right. it, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, the the ebook concept itself, uh, which you can get on iTunes, um, sort of explain that for everyone listening. Um, well, basically, yeah, I think you touched on it. I, I'm not aware that it's been done before either. Mm. Um, now, we all know that um, books are going digital with e-books, and we know music's going digital with um, with the MP3s and, and all that kind of thing. Mm. And um, basically, iTunes at the moment are the, are the only ones that support what's called an enhanced e-book. So you can have um, the written content and audio content embedded hmm. um, at the moment as at, at the time of publishing it it um, they're the only ones that can support that embedded audio so mm-hmm. that's the reason why it comes out through iTunes it, of course it'd be great if, if the others had it but at the moment um, you either have one or the other hmm. and iTunes is the only one that can can uh, support both the written and the audio so um, that's the technicality behind it mm-hmm. um, and that's where it really um, starts to become something different than just a, a music album because um, the, the the listener then starts to interact in a different way with the with the music at first because the audio is there and it's um, they're able to read the lyrics as it's being spat out from the track Ooh. or or by itself when you're not playing it you could just read it mm. um, and the idea then from there is that it's enhanced because not just from the audio, but all of the lyrics that are written down um, have each track has several, when I say several, probably six to 10 different hyperlinks um, on the actual lyrics. So you'll see the hyperlinks and you can click onto those links and it will take you to either uh, docos or to other news reports or news articles or other websites that give more information for the the reader mm-hmm. as to what that topic's about and gives you some history, gives you some more background as to what that exact line is referring to mm. or what the topic of the track is actually referring to. So the the um, listener, in a sense, listens, reads, and then starts to educate themselves and research themselves mm. on this body of work that I've also found in, in my research. But because it's e-book, um, all the stuff is online. But like you say... yes. Made um, and I love doing it. Is the those many nights just reading, tagging books, mm-hmm. um, writing things down. But geez, you only have to step out your front door and and live a daily life, and you can pick up on um, on other things that happen, just events that happen in front of you. Mm. You know, when you go and travel and you see and you start to understand other perspectives from other cultures and other people around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, if you're lucky enough to be able to study and learn another language, you can really immerse yourself in other cultures and really start to grab 
grab hold of their perspective and you can start to almost, you know, reflect back on the culture you've come from and start to analyze it from a different mindset. Mm. And you can start to look at your own actions and then and your own culture's actions um, from a different perspective, which is which is quite refreshing. But um, yeah, but that that's basically the concept behind the 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 ebook um, and how the research came about. So you know, I've, I watch lots of docos, read lots, but also the influence just comes from traveling and mm-hmm. um, and living and you know being part of being part of a society, but then also being fortunate enough to, to be part of a, another society, like in the in Latin American uh, societies and cultures, especially traveling through Cuba and stuff. So it's um yeah, that's that's the nuts and bolts of it. Now um, that's uh, now oh, that was one thing I heard that you were doing during like that sort of absence is like. Uh, you know, I was like, what's Graf up to? What's he been up to? Because I was sort of thinking, you're the kind of guy that would go on crazy adventures. And I was like, mm. I heard that you were, uh, you know, you went to places like Cuba and stuff. So uh, sort of open people's minds to how that is, uh, like over how- there. Like, well, how, first of all, how do you even get in there? And second of all, like you've seen the pictures and stuff. Like I, I saw on Vice or something recently that, you know, now that mm-hmm. the, it's sort of opening up a little bit to the Western world again, that they've got these old 50s cars that are just mm-hmm. in pristine shape and everything and internet mm-hmm. is scarce and it's just a completely different world on this little island that's like, what, 100 kilometres, even less than that, off the shore of the US? Nine miles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the first thing I would say, and anyone who, who does a fair, a fair bit of travelling, but travelling with a purpose, not just hitting up resorts and, and drinking the cheap alcohol, but travel, <laughs> with a, travel with a purpose, anyone would agree that um, that we have more in common with each other around the world then there are differences, mm. and once you acknowledge and once you, that fact hits you, then you just start to see things a different way, and you start to understand that we all live on one planet, and we all are caretakers of this planet, and mm. we're all here individually and collectively for a brief period of time. Um, and I think one of the things that does block people is language barriers. Mm. Um, so I, I studied Spanish and, and um, can speak, now speak Spanish. So when you go mm. to countries that um, and you travel with a purpose, knowing some sort of local language just opens up and, and you know, makes your travel experience that, that whole much more dynamic and, mm. and better. So, um, you know, that that's the one thing I'd say, that they're clearly from my experience that we have so much more in common mm. with someone from with someone from Argentina, with someone from Britain, with someone from Germany, with someone from Cuba, whatever. When you sit at the end of the day we're all people and we all laugh and we all mm. cry and we all do that thing. So the commonality is the massive thing that I have gathered from visiting different cultures, you know. Mm. So um and we, you know, the common person, the, whether whatever country you're from, the common person actually shares common values and and a common assessment of where we're at as a as a planet, where we're at as a as a species, and things like that, and where we're at um, economically, where mm. we're at um, socially, and those kinds of things. It's once, especially once I was able to speak to people in their own language, um, the similarities just just grew true 
um, through every conversation I had. So, yeah. So but, um, is that why in a, like a lot a lot of the production for this album, yeah, you know, that you can hear now, it's available on iTunes. Go and buy it, ladies and gentlemen. Is you know, there there is a lot of uh, a Spanish flamenco kind of vibe across the album? Is that just from the journey and you absorbing that culture? Um, well, like, I guess the, um, when Shaker would would um release some beats for us and let me have a have a pick through of the um the the really you know big horns and stuff like that which is which is quite common in in Latin American music and stuff um you know there's there's stuff in there but at the end of the day it's um you know Shaker has his the banging drums and and the basses that he puts on it so it it was never a real um focus of mine to go and try and find those um, it was more more just about some tracks being being hyped because the content required that that expression, mm-hmm. and then other ones that were a lot more um, uh, slower um, BPMs because the message was a lot more mellow and mm-hmm. somber. Um, so yeah, there was no real um, directive to try and to try and go down that track per se. Yep. So um, I want to I want to talk about Boom State because uh, it's one of my favorite tracks of the year. We've been playing it all across the station here on eighty nine seven. I was like, yeah, we're gonna add this um, nice. because of the you know because of the message behind it. It is pretty it's pretty pertinent for anyone that's probably listening, especially in the northern suburbs. Because I know there's a lot of FIFO workers. I know a lot of FIFO workers. I know some of them were you know were working on that project. So you know. Mm. Sort of explain the idea of that being the first track of the album for you. Okay, well, well, Boom State, you know, it's a, a relevant topic at the moment. One, because WA is considered that Boom State um, because of the mining boom, and and economically, the country as well is going through a war. Has just finished going through a, a mining boom. Um, now, in no particular time at that track. Do I have anything against um, the workers? Mm-hmm. It's actually totally opposite. I'm yes. totally, totally in support of workers, and oh. to the point where I talk, I talk about in the track the um, the idea of the job loss is is a major threat to families. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, the that, fact that I'll just be, I'll be uh, clear with the audience. I wasn't talking about the FIFO workers at all. It's more those are the guys that are being affected by what's happening now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Because it's so it's so up and down with its um, cyclical um, movement of mm. production and pr- and price on the on the international markets mm. and stuff. That these companies will, at the drop of a hat, um, release people from their jobs mm. um, and legally, which is concerning. Yes. Um, and and this is the thing: is people that do go into the industry need to be aware that they're entering an industry where, at the drop of a hat, um, you can be released. And yes, yes, the money is good in that time that you are there. And there are plenty that have been able to make long careers out of it because they may have got in at the right time and so forth. But um, that's not everyone. And I think um, what a lot of people don't understand is that the industry, the big mining companies are heavily, heavily subsidized by the government for their energy use, their electricity use, and also their tax concessions. So um, the the one thing a political... Uh, person that say who's in favor of the mining is all the employment and all the all the benefits that creates for families and go down that path mm. but when you look at the economy as a whole with 
um, taxpayers, their money is going to subsidise these companies who are making, you know, world record profits. Um, and you go, we make good money, you make good money. If you were to work 12-hour shifts seven days a week for four weeks straight, flipping burgers, you'd make good money too. Mm-hmm. It's the amount of time that, they're, that they've you know, made to work on their contracts as well. So there's all these other things that need to be analysed before you make a judgement of whether this is actually a good industry. And let's not forget the fact that this is you know, a heavily polluting industry as well yes. with lots of um, emissions which is affecting um, climate change. You can't escape that. We, you know, let's not forget the, the blue little spot that we live on um, is in is in jeopardy as well because of industries like this. Whereas you could flip it on its head and invest all your taxpayer money heavily in renewable energy mm. and still supply these people and these families with work and good paying work. Um, and it's a clean industry and it provides jobs and you're still, you know, giving subsidies to allow these industries to start. So you're promoting employment and promoting growth and promoting investment yeah. and all those economic uh, reasons that they give for doing it yes. would still exist, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, there's other options that are out there, which we are just heavily, heavily entrenched in modern Australian history, economic history, to mine, 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 mine. Mm-hmm. And when all of that goes, the next thing people are lobbying for is uranium. Mine, 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 mine. Yep. When... You know, and you, there's another track on the album which I, I, I touch on the um, the um, Maralinga and all the atomic bombs and, and testing that was done that government mm. tried to keep secret from the from the public. Mm. Um, you know, we, we just have a really really dark history of of just trying to pull the wool over the voting public, mm. um, and just with a bit of um, personal financial gain, it can buy the vote. Um, you know, and that's and that's how people. Uh, cast their vote these days, which is quite concerning. So, mm. if we want to, if we want to get votes through through the dollar, then let's look at the fact that a lot of our money is being used to subsidise these billion dollar companies. Let's look at the fact that if you use that money in renewable industries, you could still create jobs and you would still have um, a higher employment rate. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. But they, these facts aren't aren't discussed, or they are, and they're squashed quite quickly. So. Mm. Um, the idea behind that track is to really bring that point to a head. And again, when you through the ebook, there's lots of references in that track mm-hmm. where people can research that idea of it being subsidised and and um, and the idea of there's other options out there through re- uh, renewables. You know, that, that's just mind blowing. Like uh, there was um, a thing we had a checkmate on the show a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he let us know that, like, you know, we just had a budget and everything happened and it does actually affect the community radio, especially the community TV sector. Like, they cut away a million dollars of funding or something like that. And he let us know about a story that was actually in one of the papers, just in a little box somewhere, that they'd spent $6 million on fixing up Kirribilli House with taxpayer money. Nice. Yeah, it was like, uh, what? I couldn't believe yeah. when I heard that. It's like, it's in the paper. I went, what is that? That, that yeah, is yeah. mental. Like, so that's the kind of scenario, that's an example of that wool being pulled over our eyes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I'm turning and it's to just Alex a real, Jones. <laughs> a, mis, a misuse of um, a misuse of funds, you know, and that mm. and that's and that's the thing though. If if hearing that really sh- uh, shits you, yes, then change your vote. That's the that's the one thing we still have in this country that's mm-hmm. good is that 
you have a voice, you have an option. And, I mean, you look at the, um, I think it's the federal seat of Melbourne. Yeah. They all voted Green because the people that live smack bang in the in that heart of Melbourne, you know, they they understand the, the need for public transport. They understand that we don't need to be relying on cars. They understand that, you know, voting away from the, the two bigs isn't going to bring you know, Armageddon upon us. And mm. it's actually, you know, there's there's other alternatives out there that are that are clean, that are healthy, that are still prosperous for the country, for the planet and whatever. And um you know, there's some there's some people and voting public out there that are start to see the difference. But when it comes election time the people are easily hoodwinked with that extra well, you are gonna get twenty bucks extra. Yes. Well, you can keep the twenty bucks, but how about we get rid of some pol- uh, some some coal power plants and let's put in some uh, solar panel, um, you know, mirrors and and towers and wind farms and let's let's really really start creating something mm-hmm. that we'd be proud of instead well, of twenty bucks extra in the pocket. Think of think of it this way for everyone listening out there: how much barren, crazy, nothing desert do we have in this country? Just mm-hmm. just think about that. Like th- these are the thoughts that consumed me while I was driving across the country from Tari to Perth. It's a big effing country, and mm-hmm. we could just put somewhere. And I was just on the Nullarbor Plain. That's just one little strip, and then there's thousands of kilometres to my right of nothing. You could put mm-hmm. solar panels out there. No one's going to bother it. Yeah, and that, and that's and we got all the sun in, in the world. And and that's the thing where more and more people start to look at that. It's quite common sense that there's there's alternatives there. But at the people that we vote and we elect to be our leaders, um, they have their own agenda and their own party's policies. And and of course they are well entrenched with that um, that old mindset of let's build roads because we drive trucks and that's how we transport stuff. Mm. Let's you know. Let's get more mine some more coal because that's how we get our energy. Mm. Um, and you only have to look at other other countries that are in like Spain with their their massive um, solar chimneys and the reflecting mirrors that just pump um, pump into that chimney. Um, the, I mean, I, we travelled through Europe mm. um, through Christmas and New Year, and the amount of wind farms we went past drive, uh, on the train through Spain and through Italy was was insane um and it, it's you know it's it's great to see there but it's so disappointing when we have a country like ours that really really work hard to not do it mm. actively try to stop that from happening and you know? we got a bunch of wind and it's really windy just north of here as well <laughs> like they've got yeah, the, they've right. got the wind farms up sort of Lancelin way heading towards Geraldton they got a, a couple but little yeah. token gestures Little token gestures say, "Hey, look, we're doing a little bit." Yes. And there's no if you're, if you're serious, you invest as much as you have with all the other big mining companies. You know. Indeed. So uh, we think the same graphic. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't need. Uh, don't read anywhere near as much or, or at that's all. That's good. We. That's good. We. Um, <laughs> we think the same. Otherwise, this would be a very difficult interview. Yeah. Uh, if, if, I, if I was Andrew Bolt, let's say. Oh, blah, yeah. Blah. yeah. <laughs> 
I love it. This is weird. Like over the last few weeks, uh, my my political views are starting to come out on things, and uh, that was never the aim of this show. So I do apologise if people are there like, just shut up about politics and play a rap song, Gav. No, that's the other thing I'd say then that. And that's the reason for this project, doing raw intelligence, is that, mm. um, you know, we've all come a long way from, from the, the upstart of the, the hip-hop um, community and stuff in this city. Mm. But you look at any good hip-hop that came long before us, and there's always a message, and it's, you know, and there's community movement, social movement, political movement, and that was the, the power within within the music. Mm. Um, so... So those who may have that mindset of I'll play a hip hop song, I don't I don't care about that. Mm. They're, they're in my mind completely naive to the to the world that they're living in, and they need to really start to understand where their place is in this country, where their place is on this planet, um, before it's just another waste of oxygen and another life wasted. Because you know you're not contributing to change, you're contributing to to um, conforming you know it's a it's a it's a sad state of affairs to be in if you're in that mindset and i i can tell everyone piggyback off the back of that that being part of that mass media because i was part of that mass media um Mm. it 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 is it is hollow and i've been sort of thinking about this stuff over the last couple of weeks so like just absorbing the kind of, you know, the, the, the political content that I have. So watching Vice, listening to um, you know, Grand Lodge 3, which was just a mind-blowing album uh, in that mm. sense, a lot of immortal technique. Um, even going back and sort of, you know, if the whole American you know, police situation right now, and Ice Cube was talking about that shit 25 years ago. Has it changed mm. a bit? Probably will never change, unfortunately. So, and you just sort of go, well, um, what's being done about any of this? Why is this not changing at all? And I guess yeah. it's on us. It's on us, me, you, yeah. everyone listening. It's on. It's on you. If you're upset, then make your voice known. It's simple. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing though. I understand that it's um, the way that we are, you know, led to live. I guess um, you know, work come home, you've just worked your ass off, you need some downtime, you need to enjoy yourself and that kind of thing. So there leaves very little opportunity for activism unless mm. you are really, really passionate about it. So that's why mm. the only, the main thing is um, an exercising of your of your right to, to vote. And But when you do cast that vote, to really think through what you're doing. Mm. Um, and if should you be so inclined to um, join community groups and to... Um, you know, get get yourself a bit more active in the community and with things that that you don't agree with, um, and and that's again that's that's people's choice. And I, and I've said this with this type of thing, with this release is that I would really like it to create discussion amongst groups, amongst people's social networks and stuff, not just based on oh that's a dope track. Why is that a dope track? Why do you like that line? Oh, because it talks about this. And then go even further. Well, man, when he said that line, it links to this doco. Did you watch that doco? That journalist is investigative journalist is really, really good. Mm. He mentioned this and mentioned this. Oh man, well, well, this screening's happening down in Leaderville this weekend. Let's go and check that out, or, or whatever. And, it, and hopefully, would snowball into some sort of activism. You know what I mean? But that's like you said, that goes on. That's on people's um, own conscious 
to either after receiving some information, receiving some raw intelligence, mm. what do you do with that? Because at the moment, if you listen to these tracks or you listen or you read these lyrics and you follow these links, at at its core, it's just raw intelligence. Yes. What happens with that intelligence once it reaches your brain is on you. If you decide to just sit down and just go, that was dope, that's cool, and do nothing about it, that's on you. Yes. But if you listen to that or you agree with what's being said and that spurs you to do something uh, something more, then then actions will transpire. You know, I think there, there was a line I spat yes. um, in um, Weapons Grade, a track on Weapons Grade, yep. and I said, um, I said, actions speak louder than a thousand MCs, but a thousand MCs taken action is tight. Mm. So, you know, always remember these, these are just words on a mic. Mm. But um, MCs can talk, talk, and talk, and talk, and it can mean nothing. Yes. But as soon as, they, as soon as those words turn into action, then it's got some sort of value. That is probably the best place to get you to plug the album because I think we've driven this point home across pretty much almost half an hour of interview that people, one, need to buy this album, two, need to sort of really sit down, grab that ebook, flick through, look at the lyrics, look at those footnotes, watch those links and sort of get involved. And I'm putting that on myself as well as uh, Mr. Apathetic yeah. over here as well because there have been many times where I'm just going, like, you know, really legit gone, what's the point in this protest? What's the mm. point? It's not going to do anything. These Maybe these sort of ground movement things do make changes. Who knows? What happens and, and if you not, don't try? Yeah, exactly. And you're not, you know, you you got to be realistic. Because of one protest, things, things won't change. Hmm. But because of 10, 20, they will. Because there was 100 people and not 10 people, there will. Mm. You know what I mean? And and um, it was, it, you know, the the whole, if we go back to the, the mining and where we get our energy from, mm. um, you know, you have to think back 10 years and it was, a you know, a case of people, you know, dismissing the thought of climate change or renewables as being, as being crazy talk and that kind of thing. And it's only taken 10 years and it's now common thought amongst general public, mm. not amongst the not amongst the political powers, but amongst the general public, that this is the path we need to go down. And at the end of the day, the political um, powers, they should be representing us, not dictating to us. So if the, if the majority of the people say this is the way we need to go, then they should be following what we say. And if they don't, then we vote them out. Yeah. You know? But the idea, uh, what I think for the people listening is that and you know to really appreciate that this is some work that you know has gone a lot deeper than than making a music album. It's gone a lot deeper than just writing some poems mm. or, or writing an ebook. It's it's putting three different things together. It's got music, research, and writing, and to really you know acknowledge and understand that this is an interactive uh, piece. Yes. It's not just an album. It's not just a book. It's it's something different, and it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if, if people can adapt to that um, and and take it on, and then see if it gets the messages across. Indeed. So the album is called Raw Intelligence. It's available right now on iTunes. So people should pick this up. They should have a look at the book and such. And of course, 
get involved in a way, even if it's just voting the way that you want to vote. And we're not forcing people any way. This is neutral in that sense. It's like make your own decisions, vote your own way. That's Informed it. decisions. Informed decisions. Maybe have a look at what these people are sort of up to and what they support. And if you disagree, then don't vote for that person. Or if you're, yeah. if you're like me, maybe turn up to the polls once in a while. You know, this is the kind of stuff that we all need to start doing again because it's getting out of control. And like with stuff like the mining and let's just go worldwide with, you know, global warming, that kind of stuff is uh, George Carlin said it best 20-something years ago, the world's not doomed, we are. Well, exactly, exactly. You know, you know the, um, the Bombs Rain single that it's yes. free for a download for people that want to check it, mm. that, um, you know, this whole idea of, you know, F off, we're full, the country's full. Yes. You're full of shit. Yes. Um, because, and I've said this, is that what are these people afraid of? That someone's going to come on a boat... Uh, ignore all the customs and culture that's in place at the moment mm. and try to replace it with something else. But hasn't that already happened? Yeah, it happened in this uh, country 200 something years ago, didn't it? Exactly. With some so boats? What, are, they, are they afraid that history is going to repeat itself? Mm. And they're going to, what, what happened to the indigenous here is going to happen to them? Yes. It's a bit ironic. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> mm. But there you go. There you go, folks. No, we don't deal in fear here on BRL. We deal in facts. Facts! Exactly. Graphic. (laughs) Graphic, thank you very much for your time. People, go and get raw intelligence. It has been a pleasure, sir. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Definitely the best interview I've ever done, I think. Uh, I think that's probably my peak of my interviewing skill because I actually went in full well knowing that there's going to be questions and then uh, Graphic just went in as deep as he normally would. And once again, uh, that is a fantastic project. It's called Raw Intelligence. It is by Graphic of Clandestine and it's uh, one of the better records out of Australia in the last couple of years absolutely 100% no question an underground masterpiece and that wraps up this bonus edition of BRL the podcast if you like the show tell your friends about it share it about and of course like us on social media at BRLSOM we got some big stuff coming up as well some um, legends of Australian hip hop going to be gracing this podcast I've called in some favors, bro. We're going hard on this podcast. So uh, that's coming up real soon. So until next time, folks, we'll see you next time. We're Diggy Dunn, son. See you later. Good night.